Oh no! At the beginning of the show, you should talk about my kick-ass. Uh, you should. You should. Uh, t- hey, how'd you guys like the uh, the new intro? The new intro song. Did you like it? Is it okay? Yes. From TMP to TT and G for sure the care and those tired meme jeans Hella can sell and the promise ring Sunny day real estate and rights this spring Prince Twinkle Daddy's help keep the dream alive I constantly thank God for Algernon and Remo Christie front drive Mineral snowing high tide hotelier and more Rio Limo only consists of the DC emotive hardcore the best when you get it okay episode nine welcome this is kyle i've got ellie here and we have a return guest to the pod tonight matt from darkle and space show hello am i my uh the first reoccurring guest uh lauren you're the first recurring guest who's not also a mod at the subreddit <laughs> okay that actually means something i'm not a mod i'm just some lowly uh, you know, sub. Uh, you're, a civ- you're a civilian. I'm an emotional civilian. <laughs> That's very true. How's everyone doing right. tonight? I'm doing okay. Uh, so I came out. This is weird. I came out as trans to my first girlfriend, who we're we broke up on really bad terms, but we became friends later on. So we're, we're still pretty good friends. And I came out as trans to her, and she was like more cool with it than I expected her to be. But I also, in the course of that conversation, learned that she's a stoner now, which to me is hilarious because we were straight edge. She was she was straight edge when we were dating. <laughs> like, did you have any like tattoos that she now regrets because she broke edge? No, she does not regret any of her five American football tattoos. That is a, oh, that is really one. sad. It's that girl, yeah, it's that girl, Kyle. <laughs> you know, it's like they never meant for it to get this bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. How do you have five American football tattoos? Like, what are I, that they? That was an exaggeration. It's three. Okay, oh, three. but but still, still, like, three is a lot. It's uh, like the one the house. Football tattoos. Yeah, there's like the house. There's like lyrics. There's like uh, the band name. And uh, I know one of the tattoos was tattooed by someone who like also tattooed Mike Kinsella. Like, she went out of her way to get that from that tattoo artist. <laughs> wow. All right. Wow. Well, I guess you could say that. Uh, she owens one that doesn't work yeah it was really bad breakup but i think like we we became better friends uh when we talked after we were too emotional you know so 
Yeah, no, I'm glad to hear that things went well yeah. and like that you have a yeah. like get, you get closure on like old relationships like that and also to open up like some that personal and them being really that receptive I t- too. I take pride in being friends with my exes. It means I'm not a childish piece of shit, you know. Yeah. But situation you know, situations are different for other people. But it is hard. I do want to say that uh we we were supposed to have another guest, but they went to the dentist and the dentist really uh they kind of screwed him over. Uh, shout out Pineapple Stir Fry. Neil from the Matrix. For real. For like tip of 40. Poor guy. Well, uh, you know, he, have he you guys ever had a root canal? canal? Uh, no. Um, nope. No, root canals are so brutal. Like I'm surprised that he decided to schedule this after the root canal. Like <laughs> I, I absolutely would have done this before the root canal. So yeah, that, that would make sense. He, I hope he's sleeping well right now. <laughs> yes, Sam. So let's uh, right. let's get into the shit. Let's get into it. Yeah. Well, we have a sizable uh, amount of shit to get through. That's so true. We're gonna do some episode eight follow up. We have got that. What we've been listening to. We've got some listener topics as well as questions from Twitter to get through. Doing some news in upvote downvote form. There's a lot of shit to get through with that. So. Let's kind of start off here with some follow-up to episode eight. If there is any, personally listening back, I thought that out or I thought that episode was going to sound a lot worse than it did. I think, given our shitty internet connections, it, sound, it turned out pretty well. Yeah, but um, um, it also just we were vicious on that episode for whatever. There reason. was a joke that that I made that got kind of cut out. I cut out. So I was talking about like the route from Hobo Johnson to Seisha. The middle of the joke was you're supposed to go from Hobo Johnson to La Dispute to Seisha. That's how the progression went. <laughs> now that that's realistic. Yeah, now yeah. that makes a lot more sense. And so I just wanted, I just wanted a retrospective. To <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to clarify so that people didn't think that that joke had uh, little to no uh, craft behind it. It was a very finely crafted joke. Oh yeah, no, you're super funny, Ellie. You're the funniest person I know. Shut the fuck up. I I hate you so much, Matt. Did anyone listen or watch the interview with Anthony Fantano and Hobo John? I did. I did. Why? I was bummed that Ewer didn't get brought up. Uh, I I was like secretly hoping that that somehow popped up. Like that, because I went so hard on him. Like, honestly, like not as hard as I could have gone, like not unforgivably hard, but I think i might have actually hurt his feelings a little bit um but how do you know he, he comes out as such a derpy sweet kid like it's i know it's really hard to actually dislike him as a person because he's like he looks like just like a big floppy puppy you know mm-hmm. personified big floppy puppy with a shitty mustache and um you know sing songs about that feel when no gf oh okay <laughs> Johnny Hobo um, Johnson. <laughs> Hobo Johnson will be on tour with the Front Bottoms, which I hate so much. I uh, do still. Hobo uh, Johnson, yes. or as I like to call him, um, Modern Baseball for R9K. Um, <laughs> no, that okay. <laughs> Fuck you. All right. that, yeah, that's about all the feedback I have for episode eight. Is like I I felt like we were really mean in that episode. Like, <laughs> and I don't even know like what was happening. Like I don't know. That just, it's, it's we had because a you, uh, of... you didn't have a guest to pick on. 
<laughs> I was like kind of thinking that's like there there was no one else to like be the voice of reason or just like come on guys let's back it up I don't know I just Ellie and Kyle equals uh, just a equals constant shitting upon people I don't know I'm okay that's with episode it. eight yeah that was fu- that's a that's a good follow up I liked it I liked that episode except despite the bad quality well you know not bad but you know could have been better that was our uh, that was our demo episode. <laughs> nice, nice. You guys gonna get signed? Um, yeah, we're getting signed at Earwolf. Oh, cool, <laughs> cool. Congrats. Yeah. So let's go into what have we been listening to since last episode? All right. So as far as emo goes, uh, I've been getting way back into uh, Oh My God Elephant, who are, I think, one of the most underrated bands of that super early emo revival. They put out that EP in like '06. Um, I want to say and just like I agree um, <laughs> tons of tons of really good material out there especially that song uh, Dan 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 I love that song uh, and Dr. Mario yeah That's really good uh, yeah really good uh, twinkle emo like along the if you like Street Storm Cyclist the Algernon big oh my god elephant um, also been really into Boy Sets Fire the first Boy Sets Fire album in particular um uh, I really, I've really been digging Grade, the Under the Radar album. Um, I feel like Grade is kind of like the blueprint for what Senses Fail went on to do on their debut. If that makes sense, like really emotive, melodic hardcore with a pop song structure and lots of like singing hooks. Uh, kind of like a more emo Poison the Well, I think. Um, Never been done. Yeah, I've <laughs> uh, been really into. North Star. Do you guys remember North Star? Yeah, that album. What's it? Uh, a really good one. Is this thing loaded? Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Either they, that or a... do they have an album, Polyphia or something like that? Oh, Pollyanna. Yeah, Pollyanna. I, I prefer the I prefer the the first album over Pollyanna, but that's just me. They got really good song structures. Um, yeah. Do you guys? Either you guys remember the? This is an emo at all, but either you guys remember the band of Sawtooth Grin? No. Uh, super good math core jazz inflected band they have a ep from 2001 called cuddle monster that's really really good yeah that's that's what oh kevin abstract too i've been listening a lot to a lot of kevin abstract mm. so that's what i've been listening to nice oh shit okay real quick before i move on the new wonder years album before we talk about what went on with the sub uh, uh the wonder years i will probably lose a ton of hardcore cred and a ton of scram cred for admitting this but the new Wonder Years album is okay. The Wonder Years are one of my favorite bands ever. Like, I've been listening to them for, like, ten fucking years at this point. And the new album wow. sounds like the fucking Food Brothers. Like, it's, it's super just, like, I think Good Mole Man to you and the sub put it best as, like, mature adult alternative rock. It's so flat compared to the Depression trilogy and compared to No Closer to Heaven. Like, I am not a huge fan of it at all. I've also been listening to some Scrams, Textbook Traders, uh, really good and that Are you band to Scrams? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also that band The Now who are ex-Neil Perry I so, knew yeah. that Neil Perry lived on some band uh, just wasn't sure which several so. ah, well hey the more you know so look that up soon uh, Kyle uh, I've really been digging that new Fiddlehead album that came out yesterday um, yesterday wow Pat Flynn's new band with Alex Henry from Basement. 
Uh, I think it's so fucking weird that Pat Flynn is in like a soft grunge band now. I've been like trying to figure out what kind of genre to sell it on to people with, but I feel like that's close. Soft grunge. Soft grunge. It's like that, like that super heaven, early balance and composure type of sound. I think. Sunbather. Yeah. 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 I think that album's super good. It's surprisingly good. Also, I think Hop Along deserves all of this cred and press that they're that they're getting for Bark Your Head Off Dog. That album I cannot stop listening to. Um and I think it kinda solidifies like Francis Quinlan's probably gonna be in the scene for a very long time. Has anyone listened to this Princess Nokia thing that came out? Yep. Yep. That's no, like, really uh, I do know of her stuff, but uh, I haven't listened to the new thing. Yeah. What is she? Call- she's calling this like an emo mixtape or something. Yeah. Like that. Oh, really? Yeah. Emo. Yeah. I like emo. I mean, cool. it's... <laughs> you might. You might I don't say know that Wemo. Vimo? I don't go. I use YouTube. I use Blip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really like the Princess Nokia thing. Uh, a surprising amount. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, Ellie. Um. I, I dig it. I've always really liked that Princess Nokia has, like, a, she has a real talent for uh, shifting up her flow and delivery in really unique ways. I think she has a really mm-hmm. broad range. Um, yeah. And that's true. My my favorite thing about her criticism is even before this was this emo mixtape, quote unquote, thing, is uh, I've always felt like her lyricism was even more personal than a lot of emo trap artists. Like she is very, she's very wow. very good at storytelling. She's very good at storytelling. That is true. Um, yeah, and yeah, if you like uh, really creative flows, I think you'll probably really dig her shit. Yeah, yeah. I really recommend the thing that just came out. I feel like this band surprisingly has not been brought up on the podcast yet, but Michael Sarah Palin. Oh, uh, they're awesome. Oh, I think yeah. I, I think I mentioned them in the episode with uh, Ben. Yeah. That EP is really okay. good. EP is really, really yeah. good. Yeah. So shout out Michael Sarah Palin. So and many good EPs. Chat. So many good bands. I think uh yeah. I think the guitarist, their their Reddit username is like Wiener Face. Don't out them. Don't dox them. What the fuck? <laughs> well, they because po- they posted it to to Reddit. They posted it to our email. Yeah. You'd want to get the karma. It was okay. like it Don't was, you know the game? They were like, it would touch our heart if you listen to this and I have the top comment on that post I said you've touched my heart as well wiener face <laughs> <laughs> I get it that's funny I hate Matt so much kick them off the podcast <laughs> alright see y'all uh, see y'all when we gotta talk about morning effort guys <laughs> uh, no Stan's... Matt the, the old grape portion is later oh fuck you that's so funny <laughs> we'll tie him later alright so um yeah Go for all it, All right, man. what I've been listening to, um, I've actually been listening, this is not emo at all, I've been listening to Graceland, Paul Simon's Graceland, it's such a great album, um, mainly because I've been trying to cheer myself up lately, then the, I, I've really been getting into Fanagram as well, uh, their first few albums. Is that a good band? I've never listened to them. I really think they are a good band, personally. Okay. I think it's just two people, maybe more now, I don't know. I really enjoy them. I've also been listening to Tube Lord. Uh, their album, Our First American Friends. Check it out. It's really good. The YouTube Lords, you know, Elephant Jim. Uh, oh, Elephant Jim are so fucking good. 
I know. Oh, They're so um, fucking good. It was like really good math. Just pop. Like on the same level as Tricot. Um, yeah, they remind me a lot of Snooze. Yeah, speaking of which, Darkle just got a show confirmed with Snooze uh, today. Sweet. I know. It's Sweet. with it's with Snooze and Good Game. So, that's a, where's that's that gonna a be? fucking stacked lineup show. I know. I know. I, I'm so excited about it. It's going to be really cool. Um, Is that going to be a be at like sub t or something no actually our uh the guitarist andrew he's still 20 like right now but by the time of the show he's going to be 21 and so it's going to be at this bar it's 21 and up show um called quenchers that's not punk chicago yeah okay (laughs) tell everybody i don't care (laughs) um i've also been i've also been i've been listening to a lot of beach money because you know beach money and girl k i think they're like the like some of the best bands to come out of like the Illinois area, like in the last uh, few years, in my opinion. With the new Wicca Phase EP, Corinthiax, obviously. Okay, uh, I'm a huge Wicca Phase fan. Anybody who knows me knows this. Five amazing songs about the occult. Yeah. Matt, question: How did you feel about the last Nothing Nowhere record? I haven't listened to it yet because I've been so busy with like Parker Luck stuff and finishing up the no, Dark EP. It came out like late last year. Like it's like six months. Damn. I really, I really like it. I really like it. I know a lot of people are like shitting on it. I thought it was like really good, really catchy. I liked uh, Chris Carabas' oh. feature. Was it the one that is like the first one that he put on, or they put on like a label? By, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is why um, people don't like them. Okay, yeah. They they got that. It's the song, it's the album that has that one like leave my body by the store. That one. Yeah. 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 For sure. I like it. I'm not going to say I hate it. I could say, like, I don't know. Who am I to say? Nobody. <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of, like, I Hate Myself, Classic, Follow Troy, uh, specifically Manipulator, because that just gets me like, pumped. This band called Mount Pocono, uh, just another, like, local band. They're from, like, Elgin, Illinois. Uh, they just put out, like, this new single. It's called, it's called They Come Out at Night. Uh, it's, like, it's the best song about vampires since uh, Vampires Will Never Hurt You by My Complete Romance. <laughs> I knew that's where that was going. <laughs> I, I beat you to the punch because that was already there. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, no, um, check that out. Uh, they deserve a lot more love than they get. Um, and the, the drummer and like the guitarist singer for one song of Mount Pocono actually plays drums in uh, Beach Bunny. So shout out to John. Much love, John. Love you. Yeah, that's really uh, that's really about it. And some scrams like "Love Lost but Not Forgotten," uh, "City of Cal- Caterpillar," you know, just like the classic shit that I just keep going back to when I'm feeling completely terrible. Yeah, the, yeah, I know the the big names. It's all right. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, I don't know every fucking up and coming trying to be you know scrams band. Oh, there was this cool scrams band in 2007. They were called Trumpster. <laughs> Trumpsters raccoon trash. <laughs> it was awesome. That's dude. not that's that's a folk punk band, man. You've you're clearly no, unfamiliar with uh with the Scrams oeuvre. You do not understand the level that I'm on. Have you heard of the band Seven Days of Samzura? Yeah. They've been around for a really, really long time. I went to their final show two weekends ago. Uh-huh. Um Majority Rule also also played that. Yep. I was not aware of Seven Days until this year, and uh, seven years. They're, 
You already uh, made that joke time. last time. <laughs> every time. Yeah, they're a really good band. I feel like they're eternally doomed to be underrated. You like, especially not that they they broke up without a lot of fanfare either. Yeah. So they're they're gonna be one of the they're gonna be one of those bands that like they're not gonna be like a flowers tape depends sort of scenario where like people look look upon them as like this bright flash that went out too soon. But they also never achieved like, the the same level of uh, long lasting fame like Envy or the Saddest Landscape either. So yeah. For sure. Which is really a shame because they're an band. Yeah, I mean, their stuff sounds like a little more on the hardcore kind of more like. Uh, it's a little it, more dancey, yeah. Yeah, it, it it didn't really sound like something that people are really into at the moment. If that makes sense. Yeah, they're more along the lines of, like, I want to say like early you, early you and I. Would you agree, Kyle? Yeah. But anyway. Let's get into the next thing here. We've got some listener topics. I have one as topic. As we... I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm sorry. This is super unprofessional. I'm super sorry, Kyle, Elliot, both of you. I'm we sorry. Are such a, we, we are such a professional I know. Podcast. But here's I'm, the thing. I just I can't believe bands. you're doing this to there, us. There are two <laughs> bands. Okay, well, I'm sorry. You can kick me out whenever you want to. You can kick me out when I start talking about the yodeling kid. He doesn't even fucking yodel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there are two bands right now called Snooze. One is the superior yeah. math rock band. One is the, the one that's like signed to counterintuitive. Which one, like who's gonna? Yeah, who's going to do the cease and desist first? I really like. You know, I'm really hoping that it's going to be. Uh, you know, my Illinois friends. Uh, because I mean, come on, I I'm which, stoked for their new album. Which one is from Illinois? The counterintuitive the one rock. or the the math rock? The, the math rock. The, the, the counterintuitive one. one is from California. Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from they're is, West Coast. Um, I, I really like their their one thing because I remember when uh, me and uh, my friend Chris, who plays bass in Darko, we first found out about Snooze. Like Chris found like a band camp for this band called Snooze, and it, you know, it was awesome. But you're like, this doesn't sound like Snooze at all. It was four by four. Was the what? was the Illinois one the one where they on Swerp Records? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember I was really into them when I was in Chicago. I think it's just kind of funny. Like, you know, I, I think it's just like a matter of time. It's like something that I didn't want to bring up. But I mean, now, like, I feel like the people that listen to this podcast can just like also like anticipate. All right. One of these bands is going to add like an extra letter to their name. Don't know which one it's going to be. <laughs> and you already know who I'm rooting for. But I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I like, I, I like both bands. No, I feel um, like the I feel like the grad life affiliated snooze is gonna like drop the e, like just snooze with with no e. Snuzz. Wait. Snuzz. Snooze. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. Well, like, didn't were just add another r to their name <clears throat> to differentiate them themselves from another were? I don't give a fuck about were. I know, but it's the same scenario. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe. Either way, it's obligatory. Fuckwer, as it were. Well, yeah. Yeah. I was shut. Fuckwer. It was. Was there another topic, Matt? No, no, that was it. I just wanted to bring that up. All right. Well, as soon as we put out episode eight, the whole Anthony Fantano uh, video that uh, someone from the sub got in. Oh, by the way, uh, the person who uh, who got quoted in the video, uh, MV person that he's responding to uh okay he used the r emo discord for a while 
and uh, he's a fucking pedophile. He's a uh, he's not a good person. Melon Melonhead really knows how to pick him, huh? <laughs> Christ. Well, yeah, he's like that's fucked up. He's that's like, dark. He's like twenty dating a sixteen. Was he like bragging about it on on the sub or something or on the Discord? On the, in the Discord, he was like whining about how how childish their arguments were. And I said, I don't know, maybe your arguments are childish because you're dating a fucking child. Well, um, yeah, maybe. And he got really offended and then left. So good fucking riddance. <laughs> I left. I left the server. I mean, I just couldn't. I just couldn't keep up with it. Uh, this this drama. Okay, so in this video, uh, BC Cassidy wanted us to talk about it. Uh, MV's tweet to Anthony Fantano made it into his Let's Argue video, and the topic was, quote, The emo revival isn't half as bad and generic as you make it out to be. Just because it contains themes of bands from the past doesn't mean it's unimaginative. And Anthony just kind of goes on to say uh, it is, because you literally say it is in your quote. Well, you know, I think, you know, he does bring up a a lot of good points. I think, you know, his recognition of like seeing innovation in like more like scream, like scrams bands or whatever, like that's a, you know, that he doesn't even fucking listen to, he listens to pianos become the teeth. Okay. Like, yeah, he did that review, you know, lack long after or whatever. I think he gave it favorable stuff. I don't know what he listens to. You know, I honestly, He's he's like an internet personality. I don't really give a shit about his opinion, but I think like he definitely had some good insight on that question. You know, there's already you know, everyone is sort of it's kind of like a double-edged sword because when you start out writing music, you know, obviously you're going you're going to imitate, you know, those who really inspire you and a lot of like bands that are like trying their hardest, their absolute hardest to get some recognition and get like some attention, you know? they're playing in like open tunings and they sound like American football. So they, you know, get swept under the rug, under the rug, you know, and that discourages them. And so they stop and, you know, there's really no room to grow because there's no real, like real like encouragement maybe. Um, but I do agree with like the point. It's like, if you ever seen like well, one of those cutesy, like anime girl shows, you've, you know, <laughs> you've seen one, you've seen them all kind of thing. My take on Fantanos is that, if all, if all you listening to of the emo revival is the fucking new tiny moving parts album, of course you're gonna think it's generic and has no new ideas. You know, like of course you're gonna think it's just vomiting out old old ideas. I was really a little butthurt when he was like, "There's been no new innovation since the '90s. People are just copying bands from the '90s," which like lit- it kind of just goes to show that he hasn't really been fucking paying attention at all. Yeah, he's he's in some fucking sphere he's got he's starting shit with review brah i'm not <laughs> i mean I'm clearly not they're not copying bands from the 90s they're copying bands from the mid 2000s that are copying bands from the 90s get it fucking right do you think this says something about like he's kind of like the average indie music reviewer like do you think this says something about the bands that are kind of more representative marketing wise that kind of hit his feed like a tiny moving parts or a panel's become the teeth oh, like yeah. i think that says something about that because like clearly he has a base level maybe a little bit more of a base level knowledge of emo and basically what's hitting him is the shit that is what he sees as generic well, and well that... jo- john Mellencamp, he definitely has like you know <laughs> the right 
he has like the good he has a good basis of like what like the emo would like what what the emo what emo would become you know i feel like he has a good understanding of that but he's completely he doesn't like snowing he doesn't like a lot of like um bands that have caught on in the genre or bands that have done things that like have caught on in this genre you know um so he's i feel like he's definitely prone to brush a lot of things off and um you know, not actually seek out like the stuff that deserves to be listened to, such as Snooze, for instance. They're one of my fucking favorite bands, and you know, I feel like they definitely don't get the recognition that they deserve. I'm talking about the math rock Snooze. Yeah, I'm waiting yeah. on Fantano to give a Pain Train a three out of ten. Uh, I'd be, I'd be kind of, I'd, I'd be kind of honored in a way. <laughs> so uh, basically, we might just need to make the better bands more popular and that's the thing i feel like another problem in the uh, like you know there are a lot of problems in the you know subreddit i think uh, one of them is that you know i also see this in other like niche genre you know subreddits where it's like these big bands these well-known bands you know they just get like circle jerked and you don't really yeah. see anybody are, who's posting their their own projects you know and they just kind of get buried we are floating around the idea, we're floating around the idea of a blacklist for bands or may like not even necessarily bands just like the big hits like maybe deep cuts only by the by these popular bands you know so but to, yeah. like i feel like in a, in a way i can tie the sense of one of the points we're talking about in a way that might be like sense censorship because i mean emo you know we all love every, every i think every, i'm confident in saying this everyone right now in this call loves or at least likes algernon caterwaller caterpillar duh, 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 you know yeah. Exactly. So if if someone posts, you know, some kind of catawaller, obviously it's going to get a shit ton of upvotes. If someone posts uh, a popular Defiance Ohio song in R slash folk punk, obviously that's going to get a shit ton of upvotes. It's just like you know a matter yeah, of circle that, jerking. That, what's the fucking point? Because we all know those bands. What's the point? There, the point like, is, is that we like need to be more active. Of, a whole bunch of bigger music subreddits have already implemented blacklists, and it's worked out really well. Our metalcore, our post-hardcore, our punk our metal they've all implemented blacklists and that has really helped with uh getting lesser known bands more noticed or for exposing people to shit that they don't already know they have been successful in doing so and their efforts like are good but i feel like like like, there's a there's a picture of uh of you know the lyrics of pump fake you know posted it was the first time i got negative down votes on a comment i fucking i hate it Worst day of my fucking life. <laughs> I wrote like sixteen songs Try that being day. A pod, Matt. I wrote sixteen songs that day. I didn't keep one of them. <laughs> I have a question. Okay, so what makes you, and personally, what makes you click on someone's demo that's saying, "Hey, I just put out a demo. You might like this." Like, what actually makes you listen to that? Oh, I want to d- know every band. I there's wanna, definitely I that. Be there's... aware of everything yeah so so you don't you don't need a convincing you you are just automatically gonna play it yeah pretty much like i don't i don't think of even if i hate something i'm not gonna think of it as a waste of time for listening to it i want to be as aware of everything going on in my chosen musical sphere as possible that's how that's how i think do you think that's the case for a lot of people no sub no no yeah yeah, not at all definitely not are you kidding I am usually convinced by like if it's like four fans of and yeah. I'm like oh that's gonna be cool and yes, it usually yeah. is cool 
I was gonna say something like it definitely depends on the title. It definitely um, like for me to click on it personally, it depends on a lot on how you advertise it. And you know, it's if you like post, if you post for fans of Twinkles, fuck you. For <laughs> I mean, fans, of, for fans of Twinks. That's like the. <laughs> well, in that case, I would click on it. But like the Same. only way, the only way to get me to not click on your fucking demo is if you're like for fans of Twinkles, fuck you. <laughs> that's too fucking broad, you know. Like yeah. It's not broad. It's just like pandering. It's so pandering. Well, so much in our, so many bands in our genre. It's one band that I always used to use as a scapegoat for this are extremely pandering, and that's what I find so frustrating. And that's what you know. There are no like. What band? I don't know. <sighs> oh, Mom Jeans. Got it. <laughs> Modern baseball. Uh no. I was gonna say sorority noise. Oh. Oh yeah, so sure. we'll get to that later. Oh no, uh, we'll get to that later. Wait, get back to Fantano. They get back to Fantano. I think uh, because his feed, uh, the stuff that pops up in his feed is the more uh, the bands that appeal more to an indie rock audience. I think that just uh, adds fuel to my personal feeling that the more indie rock oriented your band is, the less I will like it. <laughs> well, what does indie rock really even mean? Like, I'm completely confused when you say that. I mean, okay, indie rock is a really broad term, but I mean, if you if you appeal to the same type of people that like Neutral Milk Hotel, the less likely I am to. Fair enough. Anthony Fantano did really fuck with the world is stuff. I don't I don't know what he thought of the new record, but I I have a feeling it's because he's familiar with them because they because they were coming up in Connecticut and that's where he's from. Yeah, yeah they're from uh, Willamette, right? Yep. Yeah. So let's move on from this question. Uh, my brother wanted us to talk about uh, Forfa, and he was curious. Um, my if, favorite website. Yeah, and he was curious if uh, Forfa's stance uh, or kind of all of their statements uh, still hold up today. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because Forfa, Forfa was a website created by Andy from Funeral Diner, um, and it it came out in like two thousand two. 2000 yeah like 2002 which is when jimmy world and dashboard were the bands breaking out so in his mind taking back sunday too come on yeah taking back sunday oh yeah tell friends so in his mind the the bands that people were going back to when they were looking at about when they were trying to find information on the internet about email all they would find is midwest and he was like oh midwest is uh too oversaturated i want people to know more about uh like the basement emo uh, stuff, heroin, they not click that, et cetera, et cetera. For and sure. nowadays, because of the way emo exploded, it's the Midwest stuff that's that was harder to find information about, like when a lot of us were coming up on the internet, a lot of uh, our generation. Um, and so I feel like... Do you feel like you were born in the wrong generation, Ellie? God, fuck you so hard, Matt. Um, I'm not a Wiccaphase wannabe. Hey, yeah, at least you listen to that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm just quoting his own lyrics out. <laughs> I think broadly, the, the classifications don't hold up anymore just because of like how much has happened in between Forfa coming out and 2018. It's like 16 whole years of genre evolution right there. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's unfair to say that emo only constitutes... Uh, this and this and this but at the same time Forfa is super invaluable resource based on the internet that you can find information about bands such as 
Shroom Union or Guyver One that literally no one gives a shit about nowadays. Yeah. So it's like mm -hmm. the it's like a double edged sword in that scenario because if you if you log on to forfeit.com, you're not going to find any information about where the emo revival came from. You find a lot of information about the hardcore scene uh, that constituted emo back in the day, and I feel like that historical perspective is really valid. I I I, yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think it's like an incredible resource and it's basically documented a lot of bands like you said will not be documented today uh, but it's definitely and like it's, it's it's not even that it's outdated I mean yeah it like kind of is it just captured a very specific moment in 2002 and it captures yeah. a specific time of like very early uh, like is it is, is that like would you say that's like very early web 2.0 or like tail end of web 1.0 there oh it's hard to say i mean like uh, from my perspective because it's like it's it's like right before makeout club and friendster and all that stuff like but also it was like at the time where you know the computers are becoming a lot more accessible to the general public as well like it was like becoming a more a like a you know even they try to do it in the 80s but still it was a really um hard thing um correct me if i'm wrong but like cross my heart with a knife wasn't even really a thing in 2002 so it, it was like literally next to impossible to find any information about any of these bands and if you were trying to look up hardcore in general like you're you were pretty much only gonna find stuff about like snapcase like the really big 90s hardcore bands um so which Black made flag. which made yeah, Black Flag, <laughs> classic. Um, so I, I just, I feel like it's it's one of those websites that has a lot of value if you want to get into historical context of the genre. But if you want to learn more about the genre as now and how it's divided up now, it's like borderline useless. You know? Yeah, for sure. At the time, I, it was totally relevant, but like as of now, you know, it didn't really, you know, it doesn't. Not to say it doesn't translate well. I mean, I think it's really important because I mean, I'm glad that you know someone encapsulated that like moment in time where bands like like those existed. You know, they wrote about them for uh, preservation. You know, like uh, there's it's so like many all bands that come and go. It's the this same thing, the principle as zines. It's just really attempting to document a scene, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, for sure. And even when you're reading it, there's a lot of nostalgia in in Andy's writing. Like, he's already nostalgic for the early 90s stuff. Yeah. So, and so I also feel nostalgic reading forfa because i'm like oh wow the fact that he's nostalgic about the 90s the early 90s stuff makes this so much of a simpler time because people are nostalgic about algernon cadwallader now some kind of cadwallader mm -hmm. is fucking 10 years old yeah yep no kidding that's insane yeah and like what we consider nostalgic you know it definitely um you could definitely relate when you read that and you you read what's on there for sure one like, more thing about this um so I've just read kind of stray comments about like Andy being like off the grid. Like, does anyone know where he's at? And I, stuff? you know he's what? Not he's not off, off the grid at all. He's on Facebook. If he's off the grid, <laughs> then let him be like, he, but he's better off that way. 
You know, I'm personally of the opinion that I'd be off the grid if I wasn't trying to pursue like a potential career in music. Yeah. But he's literally not off the grid. Like I see him on Facebook all the time. Oh, physically? <laughs> you see him on Facebook. <laughs> he sits on my laptop daily, yes. Um <laughs> Congratulations. No, no if uh for you. If I, is if he I, like participating and talk about the genre or anything? Yes. So he just he no he just oh, sits wow. there. He just sits there. He waxes nostalgic, of course, but sure. Um, like yeah, he still talks about the music. He's in one of the same Facebook groups as me. That's how I that's how I see him. Nineties hardcore emo records, tapes, and CDs. That group. I might have to join. Yeah, that same. Like that's relevant. That sounds like extremely up my alley to a T. Uh. It's definitely way more basement emo oriented than it is like Midwest stuff oriented. Shut the fuck up, Good. goddamn dogs! Uh, dogs are wonderful. I just saw Isles of Dogs. They're beautiful. Okay, don't don't be distant dogs. They're probably just scared. Maybe need. They ain't scared dogs. of shit. They're overstimulated. Right. Like, well, we're like about an hour in. And let's get <laughs> oh into my- some Twitter questions. Yeah, I'm sorry. This is really divulged again but it's been good it it, it's mostly been on topic and that is impressive yeah okay so twitter questions this one comes from at the great babino please review the walmart yodel kid thanks so i want to start off here by saying how long does the yodel kid have left in his fame i heard that he was going on uh alan's show you know He's already been on Ellen, and he's already performed at Coachella. Oh, Christ. Okay. Well, one, he doesn't yodel. Two, fuck Walmart. <laughs> and three, like, it's all aesthetic. It's all aesthetic. And to be honest, it really got me, like, thinking, like, he was just singing a Hank Williams song. So it's just, like, Hank Williams the third invented country rap. And that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> Will this kid fall down that same route? Who knows? fame does terrible things to people and this kid has gotten a lot of attention maybe it's a Macaulay Culkin type situation you know who's to say is it Not fucked me. up that now I really want to hear a yodeling rendition of Kid Rock's Ba with the Ba yeah um, I, I, I saw that on Facebook and I just instantly hated it like I was like okay cool like this kid's dressed up as a cowboy He's singing in a fucking Walmart, like, oh, you know, look at this. Oh, he's so talented. Oh, he's so cute. Look at his, look at his little belt buckle. Oh, what? So cute. Look at that flannel and that 10 gallon hat that probably shouldn't fit him. But you know, it's made for kids, so it fits him. Uh, I just think, it, I, I don't know. I just think it's, um, I think it's a really like pertinent question. It's like, how long until it's, that's, that's uh he's passed you know and and, as a trend because he's a huge trend right now just like i feel like how uh hobo johnson was but like you know there'll still be residual fans obviously but um i'm really mad at you for mentioning hobo johnson because the joke i was going to make when it was my turn to talk was i thought we already talked about hobo johnson last episode (laughs) it's still funny it's still really funny I will say, I mean, you know, Hobo Johnson, it's just, it's just, it, uh, it's not extremely terrible. I will just say that it's just, uh, I definitely don't think I agree. He definitely did not deserve to get as much hate as he has because, you know, he's just some other fucking kid that wanted to like, 
you know, try and be on Tiny Desk. Like I've, you know, I've, I've discovered a lot of really great bands from Tiny Desk. Um, and you know, I, he kind of just got pushed into the limelight and he's really just, he, to me personally, this is not really the case where I feel like others will agree with me. He kind of just encapsulates like what incels are like, <laughs> like to a T, you know, it's just like, Oh, I get high to forget about you, and I want to kiss you so bad, and I'm really nice. I bought you this dress because I want you to kiss me, but then you won't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm not smoking a cigarette, and I'm stoned again. And you know what? I'm getting high with my friends. So I don't know. Like you know, I do see the value in it. You know, because like Weezer, that's like a that feel when no girlfriend kind of thing. That's like a it's a it's a trope that is, is going, it's, it's almost pandering in of itself, but it is that it comes from a real place, you know? And so that I can respect. And so like, Slight, I don't have slightly, this is slightly off topic, but the first time I heard Nerf Herder, I thought, they were, I thought they were a Weezer parody band. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, did you hear Van Halen first? Yes. So, yes. Really? Shit. Yes. Uh, the, fir- the first, yeah, the first song that I heard was Van Halen. And then I probably heard pervert and, Sorry. Oh, and uh, 5,000 Ways to Die, which is my favorite song by them. Anyway. Yodeling yeah. Kid sucks. Fuck the Yodeling Kid. Uh, basically, if I were walking down the streets of Chicago, let's say at like midnight, you know, um, and I just see this fucking kid just at the end of the, at the end of the alley, just starts yodeling, you know, and he's coming at me. Okay. At first, I want, I want to say, I want to say, I want to state that I would never hurt this kid in any circumstance. I have no ill intentions, like to this kid. But if he comes at me, I'm going to defend myself. <laughs> this sounds like a let's not meet story. Yeah. This sounds like a what? Let's have you ever been on let's not meet? Well, I mean, it's definitely a let's not meet. But I think under the circumstance of that, I would have to defend myself, and I'd have to, I knock that 10 gallon hat right off his fucking 10 year old head I'd, yeah yeah without a fucking doubt I'd beat him up at the fucking people that fucking find him they're gonna be throwing up it's gonna be I terrible think a, I think a really great way for Pine Grove to bounce back would be to replace Evan with him alright no cut whatever I just fucking said and just cut to that Yeah, that was fun as hell someone posted in the sub like who leaked the new pine grove and linked to that video and i thought that wasn't that was an a plus shit post i can take that for you no problem oh i know recycling thanks jeff right now i'm at uh my friend jess house who plays in this band called Elderlight, recording uh the new parker luck ep and parker luck is this band ellie's talked about us before um, so maybe you're f- somewhat familiar. Yeah, like it's a band. That, it's like like a math band, I guess, that I play uh, bass in. I sometimes sing in it. We uh, just finished uh, tracking drums and bass, and tomorrow we're gonna work on guitar and vocals. And I'm extremely, extremely excited uh, because it's looking extremely promising. Um, and also, yeah, shout out to Jeff. Uh, from Elder Light. Check out Elder Light, the bands. They have a band camp. Um, yeah, and my band's Parker Luck. It's um, it's me on bass, um, my friend Nate on drums, my friend Nick on vocals, Vox, if you, 
if you'd be so inclined, uh, who plays in this like sludge kind of metal band uh, called Late with a period. Uh, so it's like Late period. Um, and they always make it a point to be on time whenever they you know have shows. Uh, and my friend Mike, who played guitar in this band called Home Burial, and they were a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal around uh, around the scene in uh, Illinois. Uh, yeah, it's really, it's honestly uh, really good. I just, I, I'm sorry, I just, had, I really wanted to plug that because, um, literally, I spent all day tracking drums, and then like I finished my my bass parts in 40 minutes, and like just the tone of the bass just sounds so fucking good. I'm done talking about it. Welcome back Everything from the commercial break. In- yeah. <sighs> Everything will get linked in the show notes, so just yeah. look for those when I post those. I'll be All looking. Right, so, next Twitter question comes from oh, episode we're six still, guest we're still Ben. On the question. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Ben wants to know, quote, what emo band has a sound that can't be replicated or at least a signature sound? American football slash Kinsella groups uh, in general comes to mind as something when you hear it, you know exactly what it is or what it's ripping off. Cap and Jazz. Yeah, for sure. Uh, God damn it. Stop saying the exact same things. Uh, Jinx. Yeah, owe me nothing because you're a good friend of mine. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's the most wholesome, funny thing that's ever been said on this podcast. (laughs) That I've ever said? Thanks. Anyone's Um, ever said. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really tempted to say um, I hate myself or Seisha. Uh, because honestly, I do believe that Seisha, um, they definitely had a sound of their own, uh, considering, you know, not only like the vocals, you know, but like the instrumentation as well. Like it definitely paved the way of bands that were to come. Um, there is a very strong argument that they single handedly invented Screamo. So hmm. there you go. Uh, I'd say Orchid. Orchid is a band that is uh, really hard to rip off. Like a, a lot of people have done it, but no one's ever like uh, nailed the the type of sound that they have. Which, at least on like Chaos Is Me, sounds like blackened emo. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. orchid's really hard to rip off. I think uh, I think Mineral has a really unique sound that I've never quite heard anyone rip off, except like, for Little Peep. Rest in peace. <laughs> I mean, a lot a lot of bands kind of built on their more post-rock oriented material but it's really hard to rip them off i think christy front drive had a really interesting uh sense of a melody that no other emo band has quite managed to grasp that yeah. sort of like really soaring melodies with the uh, the dueling guitar parts etc for um, sure yeah this is not an emo band but pinkerton in general yeah like for sure. I, I almost kind of wish that pinkerton's a band stop happening no, but Weezer Pinkerton is what ninety percent of shit that pops no, yeah, off. In without you. a doubt, I mean, like, I I've met the dudes from Remo Drive, and I really like them, and I really like like what they just put out. Greatest hits definitely had a lot of Pinkerton, you know. And that's another thing, like, to bring it back to the Melonhead. It's like, did you see course, my tweet about that, Matt? Uh, no. I I, I suppose like, you're gonna say it. Well, I said I said um. Imagine thinking that uh, Little Peep isn't more emo than Remo Drive in 2K17. 
and Ooh. Re- Remo Drive found it and <laughs> liked it, and somebody else somebody else like replied to it, and I was like, Remo Drive is a more boring, less problematic Weezer circa Pinkerton, and Remo Drive said thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I-, I know that um, I know that I think their name's Eric. Uh, yeah. Yep. I, I've talked to them and like, cause I, I play a show with uh Remo drive, like right as they were blowing up. Um, it was like dark old frail body frail bodies like this, uh, screamo band from Rockford, Illinois. They're, yeah, they're really so awesome. Sick. I love that band so much. Shout out to Nick Paul. They're on, and, they're on tour right now. I think. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And they recently went on a tour to Canada and dark wants to tour to Canada. Um, so like go to Las Vegas first you piece of shit okay sorry I don't have the fucking funds to uproot my life get in the car go into debt and make it back in Vegas I actually did hear the story uh, of this it's like a horror story of like you know DIY this band played this house show and the show promoter had a gambling problem and so I think maybe it was not half bad uh, this happened to um, oh, I like them. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, they they played the show and they they made like two hundred dollars at the door money. And this guy was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, this wasn't like enough. Like, I can it's two hundred dollars too. It's like that's fucking awesome." This guy literally um like was like, "Hey, I can double this," you know. Ended up ended up losing it all. That's completely like not relevant at all. But I just think it's <laughs> interesting to bring up but no eric from uh remo drive you know like knows about weezer you know we've talked about songs in the black hole and and homie and stuff like that um homie shit yeah i know yeah. so like <laughs> yeah i was kind of surprised <laughs> that you brought that up fuck well i know like they brought it to me and i'm like holy shit yeah you're in the know buddy and that's why like i refuse to ever talk shit about remo drive unless it's like within it's in like a very sarcastic satire way I saw Remo Drive last night. Nice. Good show. I bet. Uh, anything else for this question from Ben? Um, this was about bands ripping off bands or having a signature sound that is replicated. Well, Indian, you can... Indian Summer. Yeah. 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 But like, how uh, so, Ellie? <laughs> I, I just think it's the be-all, end-all of this question. Indian Summer are like, the purest distillation of emo, and so... Um, every every band, every emo band is in some way ripping off an aspect of Indian Summer. <laughs> I've been trying to think of someone, and I think like Mineral is the band with the whole loud, soft, loud. Yeah, yeah, that's mineral. that's mineral. That's Mineral. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Another question. Topic? This is from ninety-five. This is from at ninety-five. Rom Tom. What four faces? are on the the emo Mount Rushmore. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. What? A- Do you know what I replied to this tweet with? What? A picture of American football. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I said just kidding. Did you say that or JK? I said parentheses, just kidding. I don't like abbreviations. Like OMG, don't get me started. IDFK, Matt. IDK might be FFG anymore. We used to be really good friends, but ever since she moved to Arizona, I just we lost touch. 
Um, I'd say so that the, one emo of the, Mount Rushmore. I'd say that at least one, at least one of the the faces, without a doubt, would um would be John Gom, and here's why: John Gom, especially in snowing, you know, kind of hit this stride, you know, because there were bands like 1994, amazing band. I've been listening to them as well. Algernon yeah, Cadwaller, you know, like in that, like kind of like that sphere, you know, where they were like ripping off bands like Captain Jazz, but like at the same time it was innovative. <laughs> Through I'd them like ripping it off. Snowing, I like to describe snowing sound as Captain Jazz mixed with hot water music. I'd say that's cool. pretty fair. Uh, but yeah. I, I like uh, I like John Gaum a lot, even his solo stuff. Um, I think with that and Street Smart Cyclist, I think like what he did. Well, I mean, like you know. He was he, he was a vocalist for Street Smart, so like obviously, and so like what he kind of did like bringing like a uh, kind of like inflection, and I you know that I might be totally wrong in saying this, but like he definitely almost like brought it in a presented it in a way that it, you know it definitely caught on, it definitely resonated with a lot more people, and like it's it's just like that raw emotion that like emo itself was somewhat found founded upon. You could just hear it in his voice. Um, at least in the recordings. I don't know. I'm just a sucker for uh, whiny white guys screaming about their problems. Can I say? <laughs> um, so does anyone have like a four on hand? Uh, okay, so Guy Picciotto. <sighs> Mike Kinsella, unfortunately. Jeremy E. Nike. I'm going to go with Joey Reinhardt. I've got Joe on mine too. Yeah. That's that's really solid. And uh, I have I have a few. Like I think Jack Senf deserves a spot up there um i feel like that might be controversial perhaps but i mean this this can't like i i feel like this is so unfair of a question because what styles of emo are we trying to represent here like i didn't even really touch scrams like i just tried to keep it to like the progenitors and like twinkle because i know that's what people in the sub are into yeah, I put I put Connie from Sea of Space Cowboy and Flowers State Depends up there, for sure. I um, adore Connie. She is like one of my favorite people. Um, I'd put I'd put Parker uh, <laughs> up there. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. From Two Nights, uh, from Father Figure, from like amazing bands. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and put uh, Matt from Darkle in mine. That, that was my last one. Damn it! How'd you know? I've got Davey. Oh, good choice. Promise Ring. Good choice. And Maritime and Vermont and all those bands. Uh, I've got Tim Kinsella. Solid. Uh, so I can get all Did you say not a good choice? I just said good choice. Uh, Joe. Joe Reinhardt. And I still haven't really decided on a final one. but Adam McIlwee from Tiger's Jaw. No. There you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm answering um, I, this subjective question for you, Kyle. You have to, you can thank me later. I feel no. I feel a lot of <laughs> I feel a lot of regret retrospectively for not putting little peep on mine. Uh can you somehow chisel face tattoos on onto a mountain? <laughs> hey, Kyle, you know what? If an iPhone can like go underwater, anything's possible. Try it. Everybody at home, put your iPhone in your sink. Turn the hot water on. It'll still work. I promise. But, like, don't you know, do that. I'm kidding. 
Matt. If you are trying to put face tattoos into rock, is that just going to look like wrinkles or something? Like, how would that work? I'm not a sculptor, but I, I feel like it definitely could be done easily. Easily. Uh, I feel like it would have to be well, not like, easily, but I, I feel mean, like it'd it, have to be almost embossed. Like it would have to be like that. Yeah. Above, yeah. You know. Oh, you know who should go on the on? Okay, Mount Rushmore. Fucking Gerard Way. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. Whatever, Gerard Way. I don't care. I truly don't don't care. Who the fuck is playing Sleepwalking right now? Do you hear that too? No. Oh. Okay. Final final Twitter question. What are we, an hour and a half in? Uh, this, this, this comes from at Old Press Records. You hear that new Good Looking Friends album? And I have not. I have. I, I made I it a point not. to listen. I made it a point to listen, and I have a lot to say. Okay, so from the first track, um, I've listened to it like twice. Um, so I'm definitely, but I know it's going to be one of those albums that I go back to. And from like the first time, because that's the first thing that I did, um, I found out this was going to be one of the topics. I checked them out and honestly from the first track I got like you know that slow core vibe like uh, that codeine and duster you know they give me that comfort um, I got that vibe from them and like as the album went on you know the second one it was like a lot more you know it was like fast they, they have um like vocally um, this isn't a disc but like they kind of sound like a like a lot of different people like emulation wise like uh you know, modern baseball and um, at some points Midwest Fen Pals. But I honestly feel like with their in- instrumentation um, and their use of like, the use of such and like, uh, you know, the means of like, uh, this is genre, um, you know, I honestly feel like they, that, that they created something really fucking special. And like one, like two of the songs that like, completely blew me away. Like there's this one instrumental track. It's just really good, like soundscape stuff. Um, there's this one track where it had like group vocals. It was like a, it definitely reminded me a lot of that one part in uh, movies like Juno, Midwest Pen Pals, you know. But that's not a diss. It's not a diss, you know. Like, I don't give a shit about what Anthony Fantano says. Like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the fucking world to sound like another band. I feel like it just matters if you just put your own spin on it, and they have. And I, I I'm going to keep listening to it again. I'm going to check it out. Please do. I think you'd like it a lot. Find it in the show notes. I'm just going to keep saying that. Wow. All right, Matt. Now it's time for you to intro this Darko song. This is an exclusive for the E-word, right? It it definitely is. And it's also, I guess, depending on when you're going to put this out, um, it's an exclusive for this and a radio interview that Darko's doing in a, uh, this upcoming Thursday. Darkle up until this point, I think everybody kind of has a like a overall feel. Like, I mean, okay, let me just feed my ego a little bit. In your opinion, what do you think Darkle in itself sounds like and is? Clonopin. I'm not Cranford Nicks, okay. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to. Heroin, I'm my friends now. I'm in a sanitarium. Wearing depends. I feel like Darkle sounds like like the quintessential sparkle punk band in my opinion really really catchy hooks uh some neat guitar work i i feel like vocal pretty unique at least that's just my opinion i think a lot of it encapsulates the better sides of diy 
and uh, kind of having an overall personality in your sound and band. Okay, cool. Okay, so you can cut that out. Don't let people know that you fed my ego at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's uh, Dark World, we tried to do exactly that, and that being, you know, take exactly what we like um, from DIY and, like, this, like best a- aspects of, like, our favorite bands and stuff and implement them in our own music which goes back to the Fantana thing we, I could do this all fucking night I'm not going to um, but usually you sure? you know, usually we're a pretty heavy band I mean not necessarily heavy but like you know we're pretty electric but this is um, this is uh, this is the last song um, off of our new EP uh, called Pain Train it's going to be coming out at the either the end of April or uh, the beginning of May I've always in my whole life, like ever since I started listening to emo music, I always, for some reason, I always wanted to hear an emo piano ballad. One day, I guess uh, I, I was just feeling down and I was at my community college and I skipped English class um, and I went to uh, the music practice rooms and they have like pianos that you can play and they have like personalized rooms. And so I, I wrote this song we decided to make it a thing and I'm um, really proud of the way that it turned out. It's a, it's a really good uh, kind of closure. And I think it uh, encapsulates how I feel about uh, music. It's called I refuse to sparkle by darkle. <laughs> and I hope y'all enjoy. Diminished by desires, her granny 
And we're back. Yeah, I like that almost as much as the theme song. But the difference between the two is that one of those was recorded on an iPhone. Was that really just recorded on an iPhone? Yeah, and it's a really shitty amp I have. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. I thought of my final Mount Rushmore head. Adam from Brave Little Abacus. Oh, hell yeah. You mean Mandark? You mean uh, you mean Caprice? You and me, and, or is that me and Caprice? Oh, when is that? When you, is that album coming you, out? Me and you, me, and Depri- oh, shut up! <laughs> I don't okay. know. Yeah, let's okay. move on. We have arrived. Upvote, downvote. We have some meaty topics here. Uh, some of them are probably going to take forever to move on from. Uh, but I want to start off with less of news, but more of just sub. This fucking sub just would not stop. <laughs> <laughs> would not stop about the Wonder Years. Um, oh yeah, that new Wonder Years. They kept album. coming up, and mods would be deleting them and directing them to pop punk, or our our pop punkers, whatever it's called. And they just wanted to start a war. And I I think someone started this thread, and it was just an arrow pointed towards the upvote count, saying these this number of people want. To talk about sister cities. It said, "Want the mod to unban one for years? The mod, like there's one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there can't just be one. No, but like I, I did see that, and I personally downvoted it. Um, but I feel Same. like that kind of um, it goes into a lot of factors of like our, the subreddit. Even a couple of years ago, I feel like it was a much more tight knit community than it is now because we have a lot more people from our slash pop punk. You know, like different genres coming over and that's not so, like that's not a bad thing in fact like it's something that i greatly support but you know and emo is such an all-encompassing term for so many different genres of music that like you know knuckle puck you can call emo like and like you can like ir- unironically hear people call you know real friends emo like just to name like a few pop punk illinois examples i'm not completely <laughs> biased by you know, with this influx Tinley of Park people. Represent. Yeah, Tilly Park represent one of our, our guitarists from Tilly Park. We're the best band, uh, pop punk band in Tilly Park, Darkle. Um, no, but I, I, you know, I feel um, it's kind of like the same thing with Remo Drive. Like, you know, there are definitely aspects of like quote unquote emo, I suppose. Um, and so they think that that's the place to go to talk about it. And then the mods disagree and. You know, that's the reason why they have, you know, those uh, blacklists in place for certain subreddits. I think that, I honestly feel like it would just blow over. Like, I think if, you know, they didn't, if the mods didn't really do anything, I know you're a mod, like, I understand. I don't know any other mods, but I feel like if they didn't do anything, it would not even be something that we're talking about right now. They'd just be another passing fad, just like the yodeling kid who doesn't even fucking yodel, aka Hank Williams three. I I saw like a lot of comments being babies about just like we clearly just want to talk about it here, but it's just like why can't all these people that like emo and go to this sub talk about it here? Why do we have to go to r slash pop punkers or pop punk? Like, well, because I feel like. Uh, I think that's a good. I think that's a valid people, question. People feel like our emo is more of a for them than the other subreddits. Like not just in musical terms, but also just like socially, they feel like 
it's a it's a better environment to talk about music in our email. You know what I mean? When this controversy first appeared, uh, uh, made aware of it, uh, my first reaction was to be like, "Oh, fuck you guys!" You know, like try not to be biased by how much I like bands. You know, like I said, the Wonder Years are one of my favorite bands of all time, um, and I felt like you know clearly this is a, this is a band that shouldn't shouldn't be here but i took a step back you know and i thought about uh other bands that we had banned in the past and how that didn't work out like remo drive i was gonna um, say cetera, yeah there's a huge parallel parallel you know sheep with shovels uh his argument is that you know the wonder years are way bigger than remo drive there's a lot of other places to, to discuss them um mm-hmm. at the same time you know i've for as much as much of an elitist i can be about emo i try also that affect the way that I uh, operate in the sub. I feel like it's not really my place to say what is or isn't. And if enough people in the emo subreddit, like the Wonder Years, have merit to be talked about in the emo subreddit, I don't. I don't really care. You know, like it's not really. It's not really the end of the world if they talk about the Wonder Years in our subreddit. Like I. If they're if they're trying to talk about fucking Taylor Swift or whatever, like that's out of place. That's fine. that's the wrong place. I'll, I'll the Wonder Years. There's there's enough overlap in audience, I think, to kind of justify it. I don't know. I I'm so I'm so over gatekeeping argument, and I I think it's way more important to keep rape apologists shitty ass like that out of the sub than it is to tell people what bands you can and can't talk about no amen i made a tweet from the twitter account kind of going in on this whole discussion i i was i was basically saying the wonder years are a band with a target exclusive deluxe edition cd <laughs> yeah they they're fucking and, rock stars now they're fucking they don't now they don't need our emo yeah but i think there is a point in clearly and it got it's the point not surprising where like, if, if the sub is like this resistant to us banning it like what's the point what why is this the hill that the us mods want to die on you know yeah i think it's just kind of yeah let, let all the pop punkers leave over... let all of them leave you know like <laughs> okay yeah you Go heard to camp- chorus fm you you listen to camping in and in, in uh, alaska cool so did i it's this good. sub this sub in the past nine months has literally doubled in subscribers. I don't know why or how, but it went from 10,000 to 20,000 in nine months. And so obviously with the influx of people coming in, like, you know, uh, the majority opinion is going to change like on, on like, you know, the tastes, like obviously people are still going to fucking love snowing Algernon, et cetera, et cetera, you know, well, when we get to the cam post, I think the, to the cam section, I feel like it's uh, it's also pertinent pertinent to note that a lot of uh, shitty mainstream Reddit ideas are leaking into the sub. You know, when I first mm-hmm. became a mod three fucking years ago, everyone was a goddamn communist, <laughs> and now there's there's so many little weenie fucking Reddit centrists. <laughs> oh, well, are you are you like the communist daughter? <laughs> Do you so? Do you think that people are posting the Wonder Years, Sister City shit in our emo, thinking that they're emo, or do you think they just want to talk about it 
in this specific Ooh, form. A little bit. In the a little context, bit in the context of it, of of it being emo, I feel I. I do you, you think that people are saying, or I actually know because people were saying this is their most emo sounding thing. I don't even fucking agree with that. I think this new album, I don't like either. I said, sounds like the fucking Foo Fighters. The most emo album they had was probably the last one, No Closer to Heaven. Agreed. I, I wanna be your monkey around. That's how that song goes, right? <laughs> fucking love Nirvana, dude. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I hate you. Do we wanna. Do we have anything else for the I, Wonder Years I, gate? I, I have nothing else. Okay. Um, I just wanna say one thing. I think, like, when. Uh, when people like are just told that they can't talk about something, it makes them want to do it more. It's like that reverse yeah. psychology thing. So you yeah. know, a lot of people are gonna get on that hype train. So like you know, an anonymous upvote. You know, it's just like, yeah, free speech. It's like, yeah, but the Wonder Years are you know a huge fucking band, and like they don't really need this platform. Like, yeah, sure, they do. You know, people have the right to discuss them in that context but find in my opinion just like seek out a, like a forum okay like online because those still exist like not everything is fucking reddit okay there are certain forums online many that would be more than willing to like talk that out you know like the new wonder years album and its relation relationship to like emo emo culture to an extent you know because i don't know it's just like they should yeah, and I feel like they take it as a uh, as a form of cen- a centrist centrist uh, censure fuck Cen- <laughs> censorship. Cen- it's, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, Matt. Are you implying that people who listen to emo are also often petulant children? I would never have guessed. Me neither. Me neither. Um, but like for like myself, um, who's like I've gotten really all the. Um, success that I've really had and I'm extremely grateful grateful for it all um, has come from the support I've gotten and the exposure that I've gotten from Reddit, um, from people sharing morning effort and that's honestly why I feel Darkle um, is at the point where we are at right now um, even though it might not seem like we're anywhere but I mean my blog wouldn't exist if it weren't for people supporting my Reddit post you know like <laughs> I feel like our emo has always been a really vibrant, close-knit community, despite how big it's gotten. So I, I understand the impulse to want to keep things inside your little clique. Goth boy clique. Yeah, no, I completely agree. <laughs> here's, a, here's, here's a little small one here. Just Friends signed to Counterintuitive Records, and they're getting ready to release Nothing But Love, the that, LP. That's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. Good for them. Good for them. For real, counterintuitive shock, but also yeah. I met. I went to a Prince Daddy show. Uh, it was like Prince Daddy, uh, lettering, retirement party, um, Runaway Brother. I'm blanking on uh, the other band or bands that played that night. Everyone killed it. Um, but I, uh, Jake from Counterintuitive was there because Retirement Party and P Daddy were doing a run. It was nice to finally like, actually like, see like who this person was because. This is going to be a very hot take, and I posted this an emo, emo jerk, like a while ago, and I deleted the post because it got so much negative attention. But I honestly do feel like Counterintuitive right now has that same kind of like Reddit clout that 
Driftwood, you know, records unfortunately oh. had back in the day. Oh. I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh. I'm not, I'm not saying that they're anything like. I'm just comparing the two in their. They both have popularity in our community. We Does that make sense? Say, we can all say Dandy, right? Right. Oh, oh, without fucking doubt, Dandy's a piece of fucking shit. I'm, I'm glad you deleted. Like. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I just, I don't know, you might even cut it out, but I think that it is a parallel. I don't know, like, I, it's just something that I see, and I'm just someone that is weary of everyone and everything in any scene, you know, because I've learned that, like, unless it's, like, you know, people you know really, really well, like, you really even have then. to. Even, even then. then. Exactly. Exactly. Because, like, people that I thought that I knew really well turn out to be completely fucking different people, and it's extremely disheartening and also disenfranchising because it makes me beyond embarrassed to be uh, beyond embarrassed like and uh, like beyond ashamed to be associated with uh emo unfortunately even though it's like like one of my favorite genres of music i don't know if this is rare but it's it's definitely fucking exciting when whatever a band get signed to a label and everyone just loses their shit about it like that's like kind of like a beautiful thing that doesn't yeah. happen as much like and justin totally deserves outward. it what's no, that i i just said i love that outward support. also you bringing up the word rare in conjunction with the band name just friends made me think of the tenacious d song friendship which ones yeah i'm not uh, familiar with it uh friendship I, is rare do you know what i'm saying to you friendship is Oh shit! There's a I, I bear. prefer uh, I prefer a uh, KGB or Lee 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 Lee. That one's oh, really yeah. good, in my opinion. KG and me. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take a bullet for me. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk about tenacious the all fucking day. Cock push-ups. <laughs> the Get Up Kids have signed to Polyvinyl. They have released a new song and they announced a new EP on Polyvinyl Records. This is okay. Here's my thoughts. Polyvinyl, cool, nice fit, um, better than Epitaph. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, new song, Epitaph. Epitaph, literally rejected. I set my friends on fire's like, uh, like the like their second album, the original Astral Projection, which is, in my opinion, one of the best albums. The like you know from that whole scene core, whatever you want to call it thing, but yeah. Um, that's why Nabil from that band left because they rejected it. I mean, you could, yeah, that bank, you know, uh, is problematic for different reasons. But, Hardcore two step. Hardcore two step. But I do really do. I, I do really think I do hold a lot of contempt towards Epitaph because of the fact that they rejected that that album. Because I mean, I still listen to it, and I pre-ordered their like sophomore release, like the official one. But the unofficial one was so much better. I was really let down with what um, Epitaph made. I set my friends on fire shit out. So anyway, get up, kids. Yeah. I do not love the new song. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I, I still pre-ordered the EP. I wasn't super into it. I'm not a huge fan of Dad Rock. Wow. Shit. Shit. Yeah. No, that's for it's fuck, it. Fucking, it's fucking... Is it wrong to say it reminded me of Fleetwood Mac? Is that wrong? Yes. You're talking to somebody from Illinois here. I'm just going to say the same thing 
uh, that I said with just friends, like good for them, like polyvinyl, like, yeah, it's a really good fit. Like you said, Kyle, like I'm, I'm really happy for them. Like I'm, I'm never going to shit on somebody else's success unless like I know that they are shitty people, you know, and that they don't deserve it. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not going to be like, because like I have been in the past, I'm like, I feel like I've gone beyond that. You know, I'm not going to be like that fucking jaded kid. It's like, oh, you know, oh, my bed's so much better than just friends. They're fucking ghetto kids. Like, they're they're, they're dad rock now. I'm the I'm I'm like the new thing. But like, why won't why won't Arcade Fire reply to my Twitter DMs? Or <laughs> you know, because like, like I I keep asking them to talk to Polyvinyl to get me on there, but they just won't listen. They don't they don't reply. I so I, like. Yeah, I'm done. That's it. I, I think the other thing here is just Polyvinyl is setting themselves up for a fucking humongous year. I mean, they've got something by Peter the Lion coming. Now they have Get Up Kids. They've got Jeff Rosenstock at the beginning of the year. It's. I think that's awesome. I think Polyvinyl have, are repeatedly just proving themselves that they are a good label and people are happy and sing their praise. And I have no problems here. Uh, I, I just hope the whole EP is better than this song i don't just like the song I, yeah it's kind of dad rocky i don't know there's something about it a lot of people are saying that it sounds like everything that they've done i i don't know I, I don't i don't i don't think it sounds like that no it doesn't even vaguely sound like even like fucking on a wire era you know no not even fucking guilt show era like it sounds like pop rock and not like emo. I hate when emo bands try to mature. <laughs> yeah, I hate it when people just like try to better themselves. You know, literally, fuck that. <laughs> Genuinely, <laughs> no. I mean, in just light of what re- we're going, just be regret core bags of shit like me. <laughs> in light of what we're going to be talking about, I take that back. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's... All right. We are. We are at this four-part story two hours okay so this is the four-part talk about the cam boucher allegations um we have to start from the beginning here and this is with old gray announcing their farewell tour um along with this came with a couple of reunions actually uh Cerse. is that how you pronounce that Cersei. is it Cersei? yeah Cersei. And I kill giants. That, that one's actually be... that one's actually pronounced I kill giants. Oh <laughs> shit! My bad. <laughs> That's wrong. Come on, Kyle, no shit. <laughs> this this just proves like how little I get to talk about this shit with people out loud. Well, that's why um, that's why we have the, this podcast. People like us can congregate, yeah, express yes. our little hearts out to uh, you know. Uh, fuck whatever i was gonna say delete that um okay well so part one thoughts on this did you see it coming um i know people were surprised at this moment about cam just ending everything and maybe just getting out of music in general um i personally was upset that this i kill giants reunion was not coming to chicago because i would have been there yeah no me too i personally can say that i did see it coming but i had no I mean, it was just, it was really just a gut feeling. I don't know. I don't know what I mean by that. I don't want to say, like, not to diss Cam's character. Like, but, like... <laughs> I, uh, 
but uh, but I mean like you know okay so like why I really I like a couple of old gray songs don't get me wrong you know I like emo I like emo it was great but you know like that one song uh I know what you did last summer <laughs> it's great it's a great song um no but I think like uh with the kind of like uh how first like old gray blew up and then like sorority noise even blew up further than like old gray like you know like i said earlier on fame fucks people up and it's just like per- my personal suspicions of everybody you know that i kind of i i did somewhat see this coming and maybe that's just the amount of jadedness on my part on like uh you know being involved in like a lot of scenes where this has happened i just want to say yeah i, I did kind of see this coming i did not at all like not even a little bit um this fucked me up hard uh I'm not a huge fan of Old Grey. I think they're all right, but I loved Sorority Noise. Like the first two albums, I was in. So this was like both like heartbreaking and a complete shock to me. And you're referring to the accusations, yeah, or Old Grey? Okay, the accusations. Oh, okay, so let's get there then. Uh, part two of this is when Nicole, from formerly of the world, is currently of 100 Year Ocean. Mm-hmm. Um. She posted to her personal Facebook page, uh, goodbye, rapist screamo band. Yep. Um, yep. And she was going to delete this post like three minutes after she said. Someone screenshot it, posted it to the sub. I believe that person was Anxiety Online. Yeah, Gwen Either posted it to the sub, but the person who screenshotted it is uh, Liam, Liam Coombe. Uh, you you got to give credit, rec- you know, you got to give credit for the sources. I mean. Also, uh, our celebrity blade from city cop see uh their uh reaction to the facebook post in the screenshot what is that uh you know the band city cop yeah blade blade brown they're, they're in that band you can see that they liked the the status <laughs> oh that's what you're referring yeah yeah, yeah. So, one thing that i bring up i'm sorry to interrupt ellie but um one thing i want to bring up you're right because i know it's probably what you're going to talk about i think it's um kind of messed up on Nicole's part uh, to uh, I'm going to interrupt you uh, sorry to interrupt uh, my, uh, interruption go ahead <laughs> go ahead whatever alright so fuck Nicole hard uh, yeah. yeah Nicole yeah. has lost so much respect for me because um, I remember when she she did her second apology for the whole the whole abuse thing and I thought it was like one of the better apologies to come out of this whole wave of shit and I really had faith in her hold herself accountable and be a better person but this this is a two part fuck Nicole because we're going to talk more about fuck Nicole when we talk about the Lou Diamond thing Um, but first of all fuck Nicole uh, because to the the victim expressly told Nicole I don't want this coming out I'm this incompetence please do not spread it and nicole directly went against those wishes directly went against mm-hmm. those wishes and blabbed this and just like that's that's a whole i th- i think that that's like that's putting someone through abuse twice you're forcing them to relive the abuse that's so, that's so fucked up to do yeah and i think in another way you can look at it too it's like hey yeah look i was bad but someone else is even worse you know yeah like, yeah really yeah, fucked yeah. up 
Nicole, yeah, if you're they're... listening, I had faith in spit on it. So from the emo scene to you, fuck you. I'm sure she'll appreciate so, that. There's some, I don't know if you can call it speculation, but there's some comments alluding to there just being beef between Nicole and Cam. Does anyone know or can anyone speak up on that? They no. were friends until last year. They were friends until last year. Um, was it something about like Sorty Noise? They were friends being until on Broken World. They were friends exactly. Cole got kicked out of the world is. Oh yeah. What did that have to do with it? I guess. I'm assuming stop being friends because Cam, in all his glory, was like, "I don't want to be associated with the user." <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Like how you said, glory. You know. Yeah, it implies these connotations of like this sick. I think it's disgusting how we continually, as a community, put musicians up on a pedestal. You know. Yeah, um, I've heard. So Cam goes ahead and denies these accusations via a Twitter post. Um, just which, kinda... which, by the way, his denial, his his denial was. I talked to some people I had sex with. They were like, no. So it can't be, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like yeah, it's pretty fucking weak. So it's a, it's a no. weak battle. So Cam denies this. The first kind of sign that this wasn't done, I guess, was a reply on Twitter from someone saying you forgot about someone. Who I believe that got deleted. Yeah, because uh, Adam from Sorority. Uh, told her to delete it. Pressure, pressured her to delete it. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah. I did not. Yeah, because there's that a, or there's hear another, that. There's another testimony from someone who got abused by Cam, a second person. That brings us to part three, in which Cam's abuser came forward on our emo to make a statement um, and confirming that there was abuse. Uh, there was non-consensual sex so let's go from there which it was it was fucking sexual assault you mm-hmm. you put your dick in some without a fucking condom and without them knowing yeah. that you're gonna put your dick in them that's fucking a sexual I don't uh, like the the amount of rape of in comments for this was just so fucking unsettling and to our emo like the rest of the world of emo fucking hates you yeah like they th- they think you're the most disgusting Reddit bro dudes ever. For sure. I think a lot of that do with the fact that it won consensual and that's why these fucking idiots that like, you know, they think that uh, you know, that's why they're being so shitty about it. Like like that it's like, well, it's like they're, that, they're that, that toxic to they're terrified of having to examine their behavior. Think like think about thing times they might have Cross the line of consent. They're 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 terrified of having that. It's uh, projecting on them. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's just someone. I think it's V. Yeah, it was V. Uh, they were like, uh, so like half the people in that thread have nearly never had sex, and the other half should never be allowed to have sex again. <laughs> See, when I when I read that, because I'm friends with V on on Facebook as well, I felt really sad. Because I was like, wait a well, I'm neither of those things. Literally, I was all emo Facebook when this was going down, like, literally apologizing for Ari, apologizing for their reaction to it. Like, apologizing I, for apologists. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, call me a rape apologist apologist, I guess. Um, no, no, I was really upset and ashamed to have to be to, to be the face of a community that was this news in this way with all this fucking victim-blaming bullshit. Like, it was just really upsetting. And then the second, there was a second call-out post about Cam. Was this was this one via Tumblr? Yeah, this was via okay. Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They were they were told to take down the okay. the tweet they made by Adam from Sorority Noise because Adam was this just makes it bad. Can you please take it down? Cam's under a lot of stress, and so this person was like, "Here's all the no sexual abuse, but here's all the emotional abuse that Cam put me in relationship." And I just want to reiterate, like going back to the remote drive situation, horrible mental health is not an excuse for abusing ever. Oh, I I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I know that so much of Cam's aesthetic and message with Sorority Noise is like, I'm trying to get better, right? And I feel like that's why a lot of people related to it because a lot of us have awful mental health and are constantly striving to improve ourselves and find some way to make our way through. And Sorority Noise provided a window for us to do that, provided a, a kind of beacon of advocacy mental health awareness in the scene and to find out that the biggest advocate for mental health awareness and abusive piece of shit it's just Mm. awful like i feel terrible yeah that's like the most disgusting part of this whole thing or not the most but like that's such an alarming thing is the band that really really spoke the most like deeply about it has an abuser as a front person yeah that's that's kind of sickening Kind of. That's very sickening. But... Yes, to say the fucking least, dude. I think it's uh, it's it's super fucked up. Like, I don't know. I think it kind of just plays into the whole social farce, you know. Like, um, I, I you know, I, I I guess I could talk about uh, you know, like I could just like go on and fuel my paranoia, but you know, you, you truly do have to be weary of everyone. Seeing. And yeah. with stuff like that, I mean, both Old Grey and Sorting Noise have helped a lot of people. And, you know, I think using mental health, you know, and these fucking assholes doing that, like, using that as an excuse, it I think feels it's... so exploitative. Yeah. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. And, you know, yeah. it's like, what's the point? What is the fucking use of, you know, being accountable if... Or what's the point of being self-aware if you're not going to approve on what you've learned about yourself? And yeah, self self-awareness not a replacement for accountability. Exactly. Like at least fucking with Jesse Lacey, we could say, oh, he wrote songs like Me versus Maradona versus Elvis. You know, like this this isn't exactly something that should come. But with this, it just feels like we were fucking blindsided. There's people saying that Cam probably didn't even think that he was an abuser. I guarantee that's the case. Because if you were not properly educated then at the time that that went down, there's a litany of excuses to make to yourself. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The person who the original uh, rape accusation was about, they said that, you know, Cam's a very charming person, and that's part of why I didn't want to come out. You know, they were afraid of hurting Cam. I feel like it that says a lot about the kind of duality of, of abusers because, mm-hmm. you know, rapists are often really charming people. 
you know, abusers are very charming people. And that's what makes it so hard to come forward about that stuff. And, you know, obviously, like, I feel like if you've been in a bad relationship, you people before, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I can, like, safely say that if you have been in a relationship that didn't end so well, you fucked up a couple times. And hopefully you apologize and made amends to that person. But this is th- this ju- this just displays such a gross manipulation on Cam's part. Like if I f- I f- like I feel manipulated. Everyone loves sorority noise should feel manipulated. Everyone who everyone who Cam has taken advantage of should feel manipulated. Like the person who wrote Tumblr callouts that Cam ran sorority noise in the same type of abusive way. Do you think that? Cam owes a statement against this. I feel like Cam should remove himself from any sort of platform, go through an accountability process, and not front a band ever. If if he is going to make a statement, I I can't imagine uh, it, it, that it should be any other than a genuine felt apology. And even that's not enough if you aren't if you don't take accountability. I mean, the broader question. Of- what is to be done with these people is a heavy one for sure. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's one that we as a community need to figure out a fucking because of like I feel like this just as much in other scenes. It's just that emo has like emo and hardcore and DIY and has more of a structured community and one that is more committed to. Uh, to transformative justice, which I'm in favor of transformative justice. Uh, at the same time, it's so hard to figure out. And what exactly to you? What does transform trans tran- transformative justice mean? Uh, okay, so to sum up, tr- to me, transformative justice is about education. In this case, specifically about consent and the type of rehabilitation that requires you to make amends with those you've hurt, and a process that that you go through that the people in your scene or your community feel confident in allowing you to integrate after you've gone through it. And the problem with that is that it's really hard to identify both the, the process that you should go through as well as, you know, who's in charge of saying, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to figure out who should be in charge, of that, you know? Oh, I completely agree. It's like, an, yeah. it's, it's like a, it's unfortunately like that. It, it's a. I don't want. I, I don't want to sound so cynical and say it's a mood point, but it, I mean it's like you know in a scene where we try to be really inclusive and you know we try and oh, what's the word we we preach equality so much. Who's to like? If, if we're going to have certain people at the top, like determining, you know, these kinds of things, you know, that kind of a power structure. Um, I mean, kind of, kind of a lot of punk. I mean, the, the problem is there needs to be an institution in order for transformative justice to make sense. Um, and we don't have such an right now because the justice system that we have is fucked and it doesn't do right by sexual 
abuse victims, mm-hmm. and it doesn't properly rehabilitate sexual abusers. No. I think it fails. The recidivism rate of sexual abusers, once they get out of prison, is so goddamn high. So what was that? I was saying that the recidivism rate of sexual abusers when they get out of prison is insanely high. So yeah. clearly they're not fucking prison, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. The, what we have now isn't working. And so we need to put work into figuring out how we're going to approach these things as a community. As, as, exactly. like a self, as like a self-policing measure. But like who has the fucking answers? Because no one I see has answers. I don't have answers. And I'm trying to come up. Do you think just like the overall... I guess body of people who listen to this music or participate in the culture and everything like do you think that 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 voice kind of can speak for okay you're re- you you have proven yourself we are ready to let you back in like it, no I mean, no I fucking don't <laughs> yeah yeah that's I, no, because this is the same scene that fucking preaches separate art from artists your chance at guess yeah yeah I think that's that was devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've been trying and so, to... And so again, that as- that's, where, that's where education comes in, educating people in the scene about how best to handle these situations and what consent means and what abuse means. You yeah. know? Yeah, and I think, I think... I don't know if I should say this, but I think a big part of that like a, a good step forward would be, you know, um, like embracing and educating those apologists in order to prevent um, their uh, their perceptions on um, consent. I, I don't know. I don't really know what's going with this, but I think it's important um, for the community as a whole you know, not to simply write off somebody because, you know, they uh, are of a different opinion than you are, even though, like, that opinion may be really fucked up. It's like, try and communicate with them, try and educate them, because that's what it really is a matter of. It's a matter of education. And so if you just, like... At a certain point. I agree. But there's an opportunity there. Like, mm-hmm. but there, there also comes a point where you know, like, I, no, I was, I was, I was, I was going to say, like, sometimes, like, it's just you know, they, they just don't want to listen. They're going to keep listening to whoever the fuck. And... Well, I also mean, fucking hating black people isn't a fucking opinion. It's well, just racist. You know, like you can't just write that stuff off as oh, you you have a different opinion of, than me. Yeah, no, you, like, it's like obvious, you're a racist. Obviously, discussion and like education is important. But I feel like there's a thin line between agreeing to have conversations, debates with these people, and that sort of awful middle ground where you're just like, well, I have my opinion, you have yours. Because allowing those opinions to go unchallenged is uh, tantamount to supporting them, in my opinion. No, and what I'm saying, my main point was, is to challenge those opinions. And I think and by doing so, we might be taking... Uh, steps on uh, getting a better scene as a whole where hopefully 
this shit doesn't continually fucking happen. You hear that? You just got owned, SJW. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to let this yeah. uh, bleed into the Lou Diamond topic. Yeah, because, haha, fuck Nicole part two. Uh, can we just, yeah, can we hurry this up? I really don't like talking about all this stuff. It's, it's like, yeah, a... yeah. I don't know the origin of this becoming, like, I guess, bigger knowledge or how it got to the sub, but um, someone found that Lou Diamond has been playing shows or has played one show uh but they have a project with claire from what the fuck is the band? unraveler uh, unraveler, unraveler. formerly um, i like i don't like dead naming people at all but for the purposes of people who might not be aware claire is uh what dakota of unraveler is going going by these days yeah yeah they were playing a show in pittsburgh it's hundred year ocean play show with uh, here. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if the person who posted it on Reddit found out from me, but Sammy from Samurai Tiger and Sammy Heck uh, told me and Claudio about Lou and Claire's new band, and I posted about it on Twitter, and then Commander Salamander about it, and it got some attention from that. Uh, so I don't yeah. know if I don't know if the person who saw it on Reddit got it from me or some other source, but that was okay. how it initially came. Is uh, I, me and Claudio made it public. Shocker! Me and Claudio making public <laughs> shit about Lou Diamond. True. Yeah. Um, unheard of. <laughs> like I think we should just at least make the stance that fuck this project and uh, fuck, fuck anyone Nicole. who fuck yeah Nicole. fuck Nicole for letting them play a show. Oh uh, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. And I do want to talk about I do want to talk about the fucking awful stance that Nicole has taken that fuck Cam, but uh let's, yes. su- let's support Diamond. Like I'm I forgot that, but I wanted to make that point. <laughs> that's that's disgustingly critical. Like yeah. make up your goddamn mind. It's either it's either fuck rapist abusers or support them. Like you and I, I, as a trans woman, I, I feel like that. Have you ever read that static load article? You cut out. Um, what article? Ever, the hot allostatic load. No. All right. It's uh, it's basically an article about trans feminine people being uh, abused in their community, but it's uh, it essentially is the article is used as a way to excuse and hand wave abuse that trans feminine people inflict upon others. And as a trans woman, myself, I that's fucking unacceptable. Like that's the, no, you, you should not be held to a lower standard just because of the shit that we go through uh, in regards to abuse. At least, you know, like I yeah, think that yeah. I, 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 was, I was furious when I read the description of the show as uh, declaring itself as not a safe space. Declaring itself as an unsafe space. That made me goddamn fucking mad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel a deep sense of fury at Nicole and at Lou. I do not know Claire. We have Apparently, we have mutual friends. I, 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 I can go off on this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Ali, but I fucking hate Claire and I fucking hate Lou. 
in my time in the DIY community, I have stayed at Lou's place and um, Claire has set up shows for me and I've played shows for them or vice versa. And just the fact that, that she is still around not, and you know, to be in a project with Lou, it's just like so fucked up. It's a slap in the face to everyone they've ever fucking hurt. And I, yeah. I, 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 I kind of predicted this. I said, like, on Twitter, I think in about, I don't know, when, I'm mispronouncing the name on purpose, but fail faster, heal better. Um, when that first went up on, uh, when that first went up on streaming services, I was like, uh, I was really skeptical. I made a tweet about it. It's like, well, how do we know for sure that it's really going to some organization that, you know, that Lou is claiming that it is and now it's literally just they're this is going to them i honestly feel like they are just spitting in the face of everything that they once tried so hard to front themselves as yeah i remember when fail better came out and you said it's the last thing that i will be releasing publicly musically <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, there's fucking good good joke i don't remember in what venue they were claiming this, but they were talking about how this isn't... They they aren't trying to integrate themselves back into the scene. They just want to be, like, playing shows for themselves and stuff. Well, well fucking else... shit! You're playing with Nicole from The World Is. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's it. You're attracting an outside of your personal fucking bubble. You're already yeah. a hypocrite. The fuck Lou. Uh, fuck Claire. Fuck Nicole. That's that's all I really have to say. About Fuck them story. all. I yeah. fucking am so disappointed in the, like the people in in, in, our, in our community, the subreddit that are fighting against like what's fucking obvious. Like it it really is it, it's, it's fucking disgusting, and it really makes me sick to my stomach. Um, yeah, they all three of them just need to really be like run out of just ran out of everything like but unfortunately I, I, of the, uh, unfortunately they won't they won't and that's what really sucks that's what really fucking sucks about like as long as their stuff is still available to be listened to people are going to listen to it can i and unfortunately can I that's how fucking mad i am who uh re-uploaded jank to spotify under their own that, name that's what i was going to uh, um so I was going to connect um, my point with, uh, with fail better, whatever, heal faster um, with. I mean, yeah, they went back on their word. They are spitting in the face of the accountability process. Nicole, mm-hmm. it seems to be scapegoating other people um, and almost oh, making yeah. a mockery out of um, everything that she once stood for. And I think it is completely bullshit and it's extremely disgusting. And it really makes me ashamed, like I said multiple times, to be a part of this. You know, there is Let's also of... make that point that we meant to make that we've talked about how this is going to be the last time we talk about these things, but like this the, the these are things we have to talk about and they will keep happening and that sucks. 
but it's unfortunate. But I am also in a weird way glad that we have the platform to talk about it and have uh, really, yeah. really thoughtful and not dismissive con- conversations, but actually like, I guess an exchange of ideas um, over these extremely like multifaceted, like fucked up situations. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally learn a lot from these conversations that we have, and I and I hope there are other people that are learning. Uh, Me too. The best way to exactly because I mean to examine them. Yeah, and like what I personally, you know, I, I'm an egotist. I'm going to talk about myself again. Um, you know, I'm always trying to better myself, and like these conversations like even conversations that i have with ellie like late nights on the phone they really give me insights on like my life and how you know like how i'm being problematic and it gives That's me true. a way i call i call matt pro- like once a day <laughs> it's not it's not just once a day you call me problematic all the time <laughs> let's just provide screenshots to go with the episode of it. problematic and overdramatic. So, what do you two think about all these posts that pop up whenever this stuff happens about, if this happens one more time, I'm done with emo, man. Like... F- fine, get out. Yeah. <laughs> get out. We don't I, need you here. Just, you, don't, you don't give a shit. You don't want to make the place better. Yeah. Yeah, you should just fucking leave the community because, like, you are... Uh, you shouldn't. I mean... Uh, you're not making this a better fucking place. You're making it worse for everybody and you're making it guilty by association. So just get the fuck out, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I always just immediately harsh, think like, but like, Oh wow. I forgot that this whole thing is all about you. <laughs> yeah. Fucking it's that, it's that same whole when a tragedy happens, people post thoughts and prayers. Don't forget about me today. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, de- yeah. yeah, exactly. Definitely. Um, I think there's just like, that's just the dumbest thing that you could post when shit like this ha- happens. It's the most it's the most fucking obsessed bullshit. And do you do you have any idea that I have considered stepping down as a fucking moderator? Like Oh, I'm I'm sure many times. Yeah. I'm sure you've considered like, stepping down many times. And but I I like I feel like I can't, you know, like it it's like yeah, uh, yeah you're, you're obligated. I I have a fucking I care about the scene because I care about the scene and also have a platform from from which to try and make it better that I have a responsibility to make it better as much as I can it's uh, especially in the wake of all the fucking rape apologists uh, every single time this happens it it gets so much harder every single time you know yeah don't but, step down it really don't does do it. are there any are there any closing thoughts we can have on this um, um I say I, that we can skip the punk talks thing yeah, I think that's like a developing thing more than anything. Yeah, we can talk about um, that next episode. Yeah. One that, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. Are there any my, thoughts? My final thought is upvote because it has a discussion. Shit, uh, we didn't even we didn't even <laughs> upvote or downvote this entire time. I, I yeah, I, I noticed that. <laughs> I didn't. Um, uh, yeah, my my final thought. That was my Jerry Springer impression. Um, Good one. My, my final thought is... Please don't uh, give up on this fucking scene. Please continue to try and make 
place. Um, if you truly do care about this and you detest abuse and abuse apologists as much as I do and as much as a lot of other people here do, please continue to try and make this place safer for everyone who tries to get into it. And <clears throat> please, education is the most important possible thing that you can do. Education I, about consent, education about yeah. toxic behavior, education about manipulative behaviors. Um, if we want DIY to be the of a better world that we know it can be, um, it's it's DIY. It's up to us. You know, we got to do it. We got to do it by ourselves together. I completely agree, and I'll say that my closing statement is that you know, um, while there's a lot of shit right now, um, and it's really easy to get cynical, as I feel like I personally have been um, for the past however many fucking years. Um, I can't even count this point, but there honestly is still hope in our community to actually be progressive and actually be the change that we want to see, you know, um, despite the differing opinions of others in the sub. Um, I know, you know, sorority noise and gray have meant a lot to people and it's heartbreaking uh, for that uh, to come up, but it, that stuff needs to be fucking known. That stuff needs to be nipped in the bud right away. And the fact that it wasn't, it's like, I understand why. And so there are a lot of, you know, facets to that. It's just, you know, I consider this, um, I consider it, uh, somewhat of a way of, of uh, uh, more potential to grow and actually to, uh, to define ourselves as a community. Um, you know, being, like I said, being the change we want to see and not just sitting idly by and letting um, people just abuse their clout uh, to do super fucked up things on, while you know they front the guise of uh, you know being really progressive because that in itself is super fucked up. Um, and I do want to say about this off the record, but I want it to be known on the record. We've tried a couple times on the podcast to like put the fucking nail in the coffin on the discussion, and it's just become increasingly clear that we cannot do that. It's going to be it's impossible. Yeah. So I, I'm going to take back every time we said this is this is we're going to try and make this coffin on the subject on the podcast because as long as we have a platform, the shit keeps happening. It's our responsibility to discuss it and try and make things better. And yeah, I am. And I'm, this oh, isn't like a procedural thing. Like each scenario is different. There's there there's a different way to navigate the discussion too. Yeah, you know, I I don't exactly. think any conversation we've had has been the same so far no i don't think so and i honestly want to thank you guys um for having me on and and including me this discussion on something that's so important that needs to be brought up and talked about um you know because it actually it, it helps it helps me and my delusion thinking that i'm making the world a better place and i honestly think that with this platform you guys kind of do have a responsibility of talking about these things and i'm really just honored to be able um, or to have had the opportunity to talk about them with you guys, even though it's really hard for me to. This conversation actually has been really, really tough on me. Um, I really, I honestly feel emotionally drained. Um, 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm enough with the fucking pity party. Like, I just, like, you know, thank you. Like, I appreciate it. And, um, Wes, I mean, Wes uh, thank you for coming on and being so articulate. Though it's emotionally yeah. on you. Yeah. Yeah, for real. I try not to be just a funny person. I try to be insightful sometimes. Sometimes. No, I just try to be funny. <laughs> and you fail. <laughs> uh, how good do I fail? Do I feel better? Feel better, but heal faster. I just so, think that's such a funny way to mix up the words because that's how I feel. Like I honestly want them to fail as soon as possible. So it's getting pretty late for me. Yeah. I've been up since seven in the morning. Christ. I've been up since like, I think like six thirty. This is terrible. <laughs> let's, so let's, so let's get there. Episode nine. We're coming to a close. Matt, where can people follow you? Where can people find the upcoming releases that you're involved in? Um, well, basically, I have I have an Instagram. It's called uh, Pat Malik. Uh, that's with two T's. I'm going to be an Instagram comedian. This way, I'm going to blow up. I'm going to ditch music. I'm going to be an Instagram comedian. And so that's my Instagram. Uh, my social security number. <laughs> no, <laughs> no I, uh, you can find Darkle on Bandcamp um, and also on Spotify. Um, and uh, you can find Space Show. Uh, I actually recently just put up two of my old album um, under the moniker Space Show on, uh, on every streaming service. Um, so if you want to listen to some of my old folk punk tunes, you can uh, you can check that out. Also have uh, a Twitter. Um, it's Darkle Emo, so it's like Darkle with the E and then another E for emo. And then um, the other one is Space Show, but instead of a W because Space Show was obviously taken, my handle is uh, Space Shove with two V's at the end. Um, I have Facebook page pages. Um, yeah, that's how, and you know, you can you can reach me through there. I'm usually pretty good at getting back to people. I know that I might get some flack for saying that, as I've been really bad at at it in the past. Um, but Darkle has this new. Uh, we have our Pain Train EP coming out at the end of uh, April um, or beginning of May. I'm really excited. Um, finally, for the follow up of that horrendous debut it just sounds totally terrible um and uh, i also yeah a new parker luck ep um follow parker luck on parker parker luck at twitter uh yeah that's uh that's where you can find me all right um ellie i am at you don't need maps on everything um if you go like facebook.com slash you don't need maps, you'll find my personal profile too. So have fun. Uh, and uh, please follow my blog, needmaps.wordpress.com. Maybe one day I'll update it. Uh, Kyle? One day. I'm on Instagram. That's where you can find my anything that you might find interesting, like records and my pets. And that is nothing feels Gucci. Uh, Ellie, are what's up with the the washed up emo collab? Yo, <laughs> uh, me, 
me and Tom talk. Uh, Tom is so fucking slow at responding. <laughs> like, so fucking slow at responding. It's hilarious. Um, huh. Yeah, so <clears throat> I have a I have the first post basically written already. It's about uh, the Louisville band falling forward. But basically, I'm just waiting on him to give me the okay upload. Got it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I remember you talking about that, and I was just super happy. You know, yeah, from the get go. Like that's that's really awesome. I'm proud of you guys for real. I remember being on like the fucking second episode or whatever. I feel like you guys have really found your niche, without a doubt. You are our first actual guest, for the record. Like, yeah, that like was it. Everyone <laughs> else was subreddit mod, and. There and, were and, and, and for the get go, outside guest, and you unfortunately had the pleasure of bringing me. So I thank you for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't think we have, like really grown in listenership. I don't think, but, but you still have fun. What's that? We've fluctuated. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? I have. I have a feeling. I have a that this is going to be the most listened to podcast because one. You got the debut that awesome intro. You should thank whoever wrote that. Um, and also, uh, you got a Darkle exclusive 